This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. In the program this week, we talk to the New Zealand football chairman Frank Van Hattam to get his take on the FIFA corruption saga. We find out the motivation behind the All Blacks test cap record holder Mills Muliaina's decision to leave New Zealand rugby for Japan. We catch up with former All Black first five Carlos Spencer to discuss his new coaching role. We chat with the New Zealand rugby league star Sam Rapira's younger brother Steve as he prepares to make his NRL debut for the Warriors. And we hear from disgraced marathon runner Liza Hunter-Galvan as she makes her return to the sport from a two-year doping ban. The chairman of New Zealand football, Frank Van Hattam, is relieved a torrid week for FIFA is now over and that the game can move forward. On Thursday, the head of football's world governing body, Sepp Blatter, was re-elected unopposed for a fourth term as FIFA president, shrugging off the scandals that have hit the sport to secure another four years in charge. The 75-year-old Swiss has run FIFA since 1998 and received 186 out of the 203 votes cast, including New Zealand's. Before the vote, Blatter said he would propose changes to the way World Cup hosts are elected and promised that FIFA would be tougher on wrongdoers, saying it must strengthen its ethics committee and make it more professional. Van Hattam says while it has been a difficult week, he feels the body has come out the other end even stronger. Well, I think there's relief that it's finally over and that we can get back to doing what it should be doing, and that's running football. So uh, it was interesting during the day that uh, all, the, all the things that people were talking about happening didn't quite happen. Um, the, the president's been voted back in 186 to 17. It's, just, it's basically the Congress saying, let's get on with addressing the issues that have been raised and then uh, and, and, and then move on about uh, fixing the game up. Is there any advantage or fallout or anything? I mean, because Oceania always said they were going to back Blatter. Yeah, we've always maintained that um, Blatter and FIFA have done a hell of a lot for the region and, and uh, New Zealand in particular. And, um, you know, so we were we were happy to support him on that. And then, then the question's been raised, you know, is he corrupt, is he this, and FIFA's got all these issues. Yeah, there's some issues being raised, and uh, the issue for us was uh, what is the way forward? So, uh, you know, 186 of the Congress have decided the way forward is to, to uh, have unity, to start uh, acknowledging that there are some issues and to deal with them. And they've put some uh, motions to the uh, Congress today that will help address those going forward. And uh, hopefully that will start to uh, make it a better, better organisation. And, of course, we, we're not going to have this situation because he's already said this is going to be his last uh, term, isn't it? Yes, and, um, you know, he'd always signalled that was his last term. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, he, he's 75 now. So, uh, you know... He's got some work to do, and uh, he acknowledges that, and uh, and maybe it's first part is acknowledging you've got some issues in the organisation, and uh, it's such a large and complex organisation, and uh, people should appreciate we're 208 countries, all different languages, all different cultures, all different starting points and morals and ethics, 
Uh, that's a hell of a job to keep it together. And uh, occasionally we're going to come up short, and it's how you address those that uh, will define us. And the uh, great thing today that everyone says, yeah, it needs sorting, stop hiding, let's go and do something about it. Uh, so uh, I suppose speaking as a region, I mean, what, what, what do you hope to get uh, the Oceania to achieve in the next four years then? Well, for us, we we're, we're, uh, would like to just see the continuation of the development and the um, what goes in and around Oceania and New Zealand. You know, we've got a, a World Cup that's been granted to us, the privilege of that, great opportunities around that. There's plenty of development programs and coaching and uh, organisational stuff that FIFA provide that people just don't see out there in the regions. That's all continuing. So, uh, you know, we want to see that. We've got goal projects where FIFA gives a significant amount of money to put into facilities around the region. New Zealand's got uh, two of those on the drawing board as we speak. One's being built in Christchurch and another planned for uh, Wellington and then one next year for Auckland. So there's some great things happening around the development of football. And uh, people, I would hope, that uh, um, just start taking with a grain of salt some of the really, really uh, outrageous negative comments from some of the media. Um, yes, there are some issues. But by and large, the FIFA organisation delivers, you know, the world game uh, pretty excellently most of the time. But our challenge is to make sure it's all of the time. Frank Van Hattam talking to Barry Guy. Fullback Mules Muliaina will bring the curtain down on one of the most illustrious all-black careers after this year's World Cup, with the 94-test veteran deciding to leave New Zealand rugby for Japan. The all-black's most capped player level with captain Richie McCaw, Muliaina has been a consistent performer for the all-black's Blues and Chiefs throughout his career, and is regarded as one of the best international fullbacks in the modern game. He also picked up a Commonwealth Games gold medal with the New Zealand Sevens team along the way. The 30-year-old will move to Osaka Club NTT Decomo after the World Cup, and he spoke to the media at Chiefs training ahead of their clash with arch-rivals the Blues this weekend. Muliaina says he's a relieved man to have finally made a decision on his playing future. It is nice. I think uh, it's been, you know, I really wanted to get it done a lot earlier than what it has been, but, you know, um, got caught up a little bit and trying to sort out a few other things, and it's nice now to finally have it all confirmed and, you know, know that you're... You're heading over, so I'm looking forward to it. What was it about this particular club that was appealing? Oh, I think uh, there's a bit of Kiwi connection there. Um, I think the drive's still to, to play some top top uh, notch rugby, really, in the in the first division and uh, in the top league. So they've just made it to um, you know they just got promoted uh, last season, and uh, yeah, it's it's I think uh, the drive to be able to um, still fit it amongst the, the best has has uh, really got me there. And also, I think it's, it's close to home. It's in Osaka. It's a beautiful place, and um, you know, we went over there uh, for a couple of days with uh, with Haley and uh, had a look, good look around. And uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to getting over there. But uh, certainly, there's some massive uh, things uh, still left to do before before getting over. When you look at recent weeks, Kevy resigned, mm. Dan resigned, Richie resigned. At any point, did you think to yourself, <laughs> hmm, "Hang on a second. No, I was like, I'm glad I did it earlier because uh, we almost, I just, all, you know, all but had it confirmed. And uh, you know, seeing those guys do it probably gave me a little wee hunch to, oh man, am I doing the right decision? Um, it was always, it was always tough. You know, I love being in New Zealand and uh, in the All Black jersey and, and whatnot. And uh, you know, at the time of uh, discussing it and uh, fin- trying to finalise it, I mean, um, to know that uh, you know this time next year you're not going to be in New Zealand and. Uh, well, be uh, in contention for an all-black jersey was always tough to do, but um, it's it's my time now. I think you know I've uh, been fortunate enough to be in the, you know in the all-black jersey for a while, and um, you know I just know it's uh, it's time to get overseas now. When that earth, earthquake struck Japan, you know, what what did that do to the to your thinking at the time? 
Yeah, well, I sort of had everything all done and dusted, really. I had the heads of agreement done, and I was uh, it happened that weekend. Um, I signed just after, sorry, just after that, and it was more about where where the uh, tsunami was and whatnot. And we're we're a long way away. We're down south, so. Um, but you, you feel for the people of Japan, and I, I mean, you, you go through it goes through your mind, you know, what happens if another earthquake happens again. But um, you know, we're we're fairly confident that um, we're going to go over there and, and, and enjoy it. And, um, and as I said, it's a long way away, uh, and um, you know, we just got to go over there and, um, and, and and live normally like the Japanese people have done. There's a bloke in your team who's playing at the moment at the age of 38. You're 30. You've got a two-year contract. Is there a chance you come back and you play beyond those years here in New Zealand? Oh, it'd be really nice to. I think I still think I've got I still got a few more years to go. Uh, you know, obviously I signed for two years over there. You just never know. I mean, when you see a guy like uh, T come back and play Super Rugby at that tender age, um, you know you can't count those sort of things out. So it'd be nice to come back and um, and finish off in New Zealand. But. Uh, who knows what's ahead of you? You just don't 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 really know what's going to come ahead of you, and you know I'll, I'll uh, take this next couple of years and, and see what happens. You mentioned uh, family mills. It's a city was mentioning um, that particular reason as well. But you know, I heard Tana chucking a few more errors er- er- in Sweeney. So <laughs> what sort of factor did that play? Oh, I mean it's, uh, it's certainly that is, it certainly is a factor. I think there's no doubt um, financially uh, you've got to make sure you've got to. Um, you know, sort things, sort things out there. And I've had a long-term goal to be able to, um, you know, to hopefully, um, well, when this opportunity did, did arise, that uh, I go over there and be able to save some money to come, come back and um, be able to live a similar life here in New Zealand that I have been doing as a rugby player. So there's always been that long-term goal to make sure um, you do get that right. And uh, um, it's all part of uh, professional rugby these days. You know, I'm, you know, and I just mentioned before, I'm only 30, and I've got a Another couple of years, so that's that's pretty young to be able to um, try and you know uh, financially uh, set yourself up. You know, uh, man, it's a lot. It's a long way to go to 60, 65 odd. You know, is it when you get your pension? So I've got to make sure I get that uh, done and dusted before then. Well, the euro is obviously a lot stronger than the the yen, and uh, so, but you obviously pointed that you, there's something about Japan over that particular culture, or was it? Yeah, what was the set? What was the set apart? Oh, I think uh, definitely the culture. We love. Um, well, there's, we love Japanese food. I think that has been a, a, a massive. Uh, well, we, we tend to eat it uh, two or three times a week here, so uh, we know it's something that we're going to get used to. And certainly, the the biggest thing I thought was probably the, uh, the high-rise apartments. It's probably the scariest, but but uh, you know we're, we're, we're being well and truly looked after, and uh, we're just looking forward to a, something different, um, being able to speak a different language, and getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. I think you know that's. Um, Something that, that hopefully will drive me to play some good good football over there. Wouldn't it be the first uh, time that we've seen a sort of like an all black sort of jump ship and play for Japan at an older age. Would you consider that after maybe three years? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know what the uh, what the rulings will be there, but I'm, I'm probably more likely to go to the to the to the warmer climate in the islands and uh, and play for them before I go to Japan. Can we just expand on that? Then would that be something you would be interested in? Oh, and I mean, Jesus! If the IRB allowed it to, to come to fruition. Well, I, I think you know, given if the if the, the timing's right and whatnot. I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind. I think first and foremost, I got I want, wanting to give something back to New Zealand rugby because they've given me um, you know so much. And then I think uh, you know to the to the island nations too. I mean, if that came up and you know I was still playing and and I couldn't you know fit it amongst the uh, the best in the All Blacks, well, well, you know, why not? I think. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's my heritage, and it's it's somewhere where I was born, and you know, I'd, I'd be proud to go back there and give something back to them too. You're obviously probably classed as the Pacific Island leader 
per se within <laughs> within the All Blacks, yeah. which is important. I mean, we've seen that before with the likes of um, Tana Umang and the role that he performed. Yeah. Who's the guy that you see from a, from an Ireland point of view leading, or being part of that core leadership group, being the guy that the senior guy that is so important in those cultures? Yeah, well, I think Kevy Kevy's been there uh, a long while, and that is important. I think. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you know different different ethnic groups in, in the All Blacks, and that's uh, uh, the beauty about New Zealand. You know, we're so diverse, and uh, but you know, Kiwi's there. There's there's quite a few other are still around, um, and you know, it's um, there is a key to understanding uh, the Pacific Island point of view and how they act and uh, where guys are at, and um, and someone that they can go and talk to. So um, I think there's plenty of guys there that can do that. And I think we've got a group now also that you don't have to be Pacific Island to be able to do that. I think we've learnt that over the last few few years. I mean, you know, DC's is full-on European, but they class them as a, a Mary, I think, in the All Blacks, or I think you almost be a Pacific Islander. So, you know, it's a, it's a great group of guys, and uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, well-equipped to be able to handle that. To finally get this done and focus fully on jobs at hand now and later in the year, how vital? Oh, yeah, crucial, I think. Um, I've still got to go over there to register, so I'll do that at the, end of the, at the end of the season. I just want to get it out of the way before you know um, the next campaign starts. You know, it's um, a little bit niggly that I didn't get it quite done earlier. You know, for the um, and get the Chiefs, it was always my endeavour, but unfortunately things just um, didn't quite work out that way. So it's very important. I think uh, you know where you're at, you know where you stand, and you just focus on the job at hand. And that's uh, that's been a um, you know I'm sort of the person that uh, likes to get all that stuff out of the way before. Uh, focusing on a, a massive job, and it is a massive job. It's uh, an exciting one. Looking forward to battling your buddies from the Blues, where you played a large part of your rugby group. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think um, you know. I certainly know what the week is like when you're playing the Chiefs or, or Waikato. In fact, um, you know they'll, they'll be brewed up for a, for a good one. And we've both had buys, and you know, and both had losses. So uh, when they're at the top of the New Zealand Conference, they'll be making sure on their own park that they get things right. And uh, yeah, they're going to bring it this weekend. And we've certainly got to be you know right on the job. Come on, drop the political stuff. The Blues <laughs> hate playing the Chiefs. Yeah, Just saying, Chiefs as they do, mate. They hate them. <laughs> Mate, we hate playing them. Well, so I can be on both sides of the, you know, split me in half. But um, yeah, they hate they hate playing the Chiefs. And uh, if we can come back on State Highway One, having won that, it'll be uh, well a great great night on the fizzies. Okay. <laughs> do you get in a bit of flack? Is it a bit texting, or did you play for them too long ago to actually have any of that sort of banter? Oh no, no. I mean, every now and then I sort of get a little banter, get a few phone calls, and. Uh, block numbers and a little bit of abuse, and but uh, you know I'm, I'm sort of chipping away and doing a little bit of that myself at the moment. We went up to Auckland yesterday and did that, so no, it's all friendly banter and uh, they're a great group of guys. And you know I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there. It's a it's a huge game for both teams. The All Blacks fullback Mills Muliaina. This is Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. The former All Black First Five, Carlos Spencer, says he's loving his time as an assistant coach with the South African super rugby side, the Lions. Spencer is into his second year with the Johannesburg team, having joined them last year as a player. He's working under former All Blacks coach John Mitchell and is back in New Zealand with the side on their overseas tour. Spencer, who played 35 tests between 1997 and 2004, admits he's enjoyed the transition from player to coach. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed it. Um... But, uh, you know, it's been frustrating at the same time. You know, I would have obviously liked to have won more matches, um, but not to be. Um, you know, we've got a really young, talented bunch of guys who love to learn and, and are good listeners, you know, and, um, mate, they've got great attitude. Um, you know, since we've had Mitch here, it's been great working underneath them. 
mate, the experience he's got and you know the stuff he's bringing to this uh, this um, franchise. So you know, I've really enjoyed the the change from um, player to coach. You've more or less gone straight in at the top, though. I mean, you haven't <laughs> gone through you know club rugby or too much sort of thing. Yeah, you know, no, has it been? I, I think it's been a bit of luck, really. You know, I sort of joined the Lions last year uh, for the Super 14, and then Mitch joined us. Uh, Curry Cup, I was still contracted to play this year and um, you know he sort of told me to concentrate on coaching which uh, you know I was more than happy to do you know I thought I'd done my time and it's time to let the young fellas take over um, so it was a bit of luck really that uh, Mitch came along and just I've sort of joined on the back of him. So big learning curve do you just sort of have to do sort of uh, I don't know programs and that sort of thing as well or um, is it just all natural instinct? It's just natural for me I think um, and it's come pretty good but as I say you know Mitch has helped me along the way mm. you know he's been tremendous since um, especially over the last sort of eight months um, and working with him has been a, a huge bonus you know so um, you know I'm still learning and I've still got a lot to learn um, and I'm sure over the next sort of couple of years I'll, I'll um, you know I'm going to enjoy learning um, especially off Mitch as well. Because you played under him, you know, yeah. I suppose you sort of knew his style. Yeah, definitely, you know, I think I did a couple of years under Mitch and um, really enjoyed my time with him, um, obviously as a player and him coach, so, you know, now I've got the, the boot on the other foot and working underneath him as a, as a coach, so uh, now I'm definitely enjoying my time with him. So what, you in his shadow, do you sort of follow him around and, uh, you know, listen to everything <laughs> he says? Uh, no, nah, not really, you know, um, I give him a space and, um, you know, I've obviously got things I need to worry about, so... Um, nah, I'm not really, you know, hanging around like a bad smell. So what's the plan? I mean, uh, you want to coach back here? Um, well, I'm, I'm contracted to 2013 with the option of 2014. Um, the plan was never to come back here, but you, you never say never. Um, you know, I'm still enjoying my time being away from New Zealand, you know. Um, I'd probably find New Zealand too small now. Um, you know, obviously spent five years in the UK and, and now, now in South Africa. Uh, and the last year I've really enjoyed you know the lifestyle in South Africa so I could actually see myself and my family actually living there um, in the future so um, no immediate plans for now but uh, I don't think New Zealand's uh, on the cards at the moment. But the rugby over there is just it just as intense and everything? Oh definitely you know they're passionate just like we are here in New Zealand and um, you know we've got a young side and mate, I'd, I'd love to spend my time just growing this uh, side and growing this franchise. You got a young and playing uh, rugby? Yeah, he's just started, mate. First year, so he's just ten seven. Um, you know, he's just in his first year, so I managed to kept, catch a couple of trainings before I left uh, uh, South Africa. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that now. The former All Black first five, now Lions assistant coach Carlos Spencer. Off-season signing Steve Rapira will make his long-awaited National Rugby League debut for the Warriors on Saturday night. Steve Rapira is the little brother of Warriors and Kiwis prop Sam Rapira. He's been named on the interchange bench for the match against the Roosters in Sydney. Steve Rapira played for the Junior Warriors in 2008 before a switch to North Queensland where he made 26 appearances before returning to Auckland. The 22-year-old second rower's Warriors debut has been delayed by a knee injury suffered in pre-season. Rapira's been playing for feet aside the Vulcan but now that he's making the step up to first grade, he told Richard Wayne he can't wait. What was your knee injury and uh, how long were you out for before you made your comeback with the Vulcans? I had torn some cartilage in my knee, so I had to have surgery just to get a bit taken out and I was out for about six, seven weeks. I was feeling pretty fit and good and played all the trials and you know, I was feeling really good and then did my knee in the last trial and um, sort of just went downhill from there. It's been hard, you know, I, was, I was really looking forward to the start of the season. Yeah, I was real disappointed in the knee, but I, mean, I got my shot now, so I just got to go hard. Must be good to be back to 100% fitness finally. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, there was a few weeks where it was really hard, you know, just battling the demons in your head and that. But now that I'm fully fit, 
can just concentrate on performing for the team. Of course, you're a junior warrior a couple of years ago as well. Sort of full circle almost. You know, you went away, you came back. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, I used to watch, always, always watch the boys even when I was in Townsville, and then sometimes I'd sort of think, oh, you know. That's where I belong, you know, with, with my mates and that, you know, playing. So, yeah, just really looking forward to it. And like you said, yeah, it's like a 360, I guess. Why did you head off to the North Queensland Cowboys? Was it just more uh, opportunity there at the time? Yeah, just at the time there was more opportunity. And I just thought um, the more first grade I can play, you know, the better, better of a player I can become. And, you know, I always knew I could come back. wasn't too sure whether it was going to be this year, but, you know, I'm glad it, I'm glad it was. Did they, did they say sort of you'll be welcome back, that sort of thing, when you left? Yeah, they, they did, but then again, I mean, it was on me. You know, I had to perform if they wanted to bring me back. You know, they weren't going to bring me back if I wasn't performing. So, like, I had no regrets going. I, I enjoyed my time there, and just playing first grade was awesome. And was your brother Sam, your big brother Sam, a, a big part of the uh, move back here? Yeah, he was a big part of it. You know, family, they always come first. Like I always say, you know, a lot of the 20s players that I played with are playing first grade now, so to be back playing with them is going to be awesome too. You know, it's still a little while before uh, you get to take the field with uh, Sam because with his dislocated thumb. Any idea how far he's away from uh, making a return? Uh, I think he's in cast for about six weeks and then yeah. it just depends, I guess, how his rehab goes. A cast for a dislocation? Wow, yeah. must oh, be pretty bad. Oh, he have surgery. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty disappointed, but there's nothing he can do, so... Yeah, 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 for sure. So, and, of course, Sam's um, you know, a senior player in the Kiwis now, and you were in the junior Kiwis. I expect you'd be looking to make that step up at some some point. It's always a goal, but um, no rush. Like, really, I just want to just stay fit, stay injury-free, and keep my spot in the team, well, you know, with the Warriors, and just see where that goes. Steve Rapira talking to Richard Wayne. The Warriors return to action after the bye. They're coming off five straight wins, while the Roosters have won just three times all season, so they'll be desperate. The disgraced New Zealand marathon runner Liza Hunter-Galvan says she's done her time, and those opposed to her return to athletics can't do anything about it. The US-based athlete who represented New Zealand at the Athens and Beijing Olympics has just completed a two-year ban for taking the blood-boosting drug EPO. Her first event back will be this weekend's Christchurch Marathon, but that hasn't impressed some of her competitors, with national title holder Gabrielle O'Rourke uncomfortable with her inclusion. Hunter-Galvan told Stephen Hewson she only got through the past couple of years with the support of family and friends. It's been very, very challenging actually. It's, it's not been easy. It's, um, I would say that a lot of it's based on family and friends being there for me because, you know, you get pretty lonely and do a lot of soul searching, a lot of what ifs and shoulda, coulda, <laughs> you know, all kinds of funny things. What, what do you say to those people that say that you shouldn't be competing in this race? I don't really want to say what I'm thinking, but <laughs> wouldn't it be very nice? If they want to do something about it, they need to go join a committee and, and uh, make some new rules because I've done my time. They can't do anything about it. Surprised by maybe the way some people have treated you? Um, surprised in a positive way. I'd say that the people who know me um, have been incredible and it's more the people who don't really know me that have been more judgmental, which is fine. They don't know me and... A lot of those people have issues of their own. When you look back on using EPO, yeah, I mean, obviously you were hoping for improved performances. Was it because you felt everyone else was using it or was it simply to get an edge? Initially I went to try and get something to help me with a, with a ailing injury, with an injury that I'd been trying to heal. It wasn't for anything else. I thought, I hoped I was good enough. I know I wasn't what they wanted me to be, but I thought I might have had a little more in me. 
what what do you hope to do now? Is is running simply recreational, or do you want to get back competitively? I'm not really sure, to tell you the truth. But I know I don't. I don't want to go into it like I did in the past and and have it be over-consuming. You know, all-consuming. I don't want that to happen again. I just want to enjoy it. I miss that sense. You know, not having all the pressures and and the judgments and everything. I'm happy just to run for me and for whatever I do to be good enough and not have to worry, you know, about having a bad race and having that being used against me or having a bad day or being sick or, you know, having everything thrown against me when I'm just human. I might get a little competitive here and there, but I'm happy just to do it recreationally and for, for me and my family. Marathon runner Liza Hunter-Galvan talking to Stephen Hewson. And that's the show for this week. Feedback is welcome via sport at radionz.co.nz. You can get the latest sports news anytime on our website, while we'll be back with the next web-only Extra Time show next week. I'm Joe Porter. Bye for now. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 